Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, boss ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day. And as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a success. Now, I pray that all of you had a fantastic weekend, that you had some downtime where you were able to just feed your spirit, feed your soul, have some time with your family, and get ready for the new week. Now, I trust that you all have had a chance to look at your calendar on yesterday, Sunday evening, And take a look at the activities to make sure that the things you have scheduled on your calendar are actually supporting the goals that you want to accomplish for the end of the week. Now, that's very important. For most people, the end of the week is going to end on that Friday or on that Saturday. And so it's really important that you stay focused on that. You know, there are so many things that we can focus on as business owners and CEOs of our companies. However, it's really important that you've already worked out a system that's going to help you stay focused, help you to know what it is you should be focusing on. And really, that's what planning is all about. And that is why really having your your calendar as a companion to you, a backup, um, somewhere where you can go and confirm that you're on track is very important. But it doesn't help if the things that you have on your, your calendar are not even relevant to what it is that you want to accomplish, right? Now, we know on most calendars we have our personal appointments. That could be doctor's appointment, hey, going to lunch with a girlfriend, It could be exercise, walking, cleaning up. There are a lot of things that we put on our purse for our personal appointments, right? But then on our business appointments, what we really need to be focused on is first ask ourselves, okay, in order to know that I'm in alignment with my goals for my business, I first have to ask myself, did I establish my goals on an annual basis and I'm just working off of my annual schedule and prioritizing my goals and basically knowing what I was going to be working on this quarter and therefore I know what should be happening this month and this week? Or did I establish my monthly goals? And because I established some new goals for myself for the month, I've actually written out all of the tasks or to-do items that will support those goals. And so now I have delegated them out or decided whether I was going to keep them myself. And as a result, I now know the follow-up items I need to put on my calendar. And I also know the to-do items I need to put on my calendar that I will be handling. And I've already kind of prioritized those to-do items. If there were challenges, I've discovered the solutions for them. And so now what I'm doing is I'm spacing out the time to make sure that I handle that. And I know 
in according to my goals, what's supposed to be accomplished by Friday. I think that's very important to, to really drill down and break things down that way because oftentimes as business women, we don't do it because we just kind of jump and rush right into the week. And so we're kind of all over the place, right? So that's very important that we do that. The other thing that we have to pay close attention to as well, and you'll hear this again as I share uh, with you, um, you know, the, 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 the five things that, that really help you to be a business leader, you'll know that sales, marketing, and leads are very, very important. And so you always have to keep your mind on that. As a matter of fact, out of all of the to-do items that you might have, going on in your business. If you don't have anything to help you with sales, generating your leads, if you don't have a marketing system in place, then guess what? That is what's going to really cause some issues because um, you're not paying attention to all of the right things, right? When you pay attention to making money, guess what? Money will flow to you. And that's something that you can take to the bank. So I want you to understand how important it is as the CEO that you can't run away from the subject of money. You can't run away from the subject of marketing, that these things have to be key and held close to you. Very, very important. Well, I certainly had a wonderful weekend spending time uh, with my hubby. You know, he and I just had a great convers had great conversations, and one of the big conversations that my husband and I have often is about um, retirement. It's about are we putting enough money up for retirement? How will we handle retirement? When do we want to downsize as far as moving out of a, a large home into a smaller home? What do we want? What do we want? Uh, how do we want our lives to be? For retirement. And of course, for many people, retirement uh, has a different meaning. But for my husband and I, it doesn't really mean just, you know, just kind of sitting down and doing anything. We'll be very active people. But it does mean that there should be a level of rest, right? It should be a level where we don't have to wake up in the morning and think about anything to do. We get to casually wake up. And so we are, we've been talking about that more. And for those of you who are not yet, you know, perhaps in your 40s or in your 50s zone um, or even in your 60s zone yet, these are things that you may not have on your radar. These are things that you might not be thinking about. But what I want you to understand is I want you to understand the importance of preparation and being a queen of proactivity and thinking about things ahead of time. There's a reason why we're in business. There's a reason why we're all trying to generate cash, right? And that is so that we can do some things on the personal side that will help us. So just as I always talk about a business goal, I talk about creating a business vision, I want you to understand and know that you really need to also work on your personal vision as well. I don't want you to forget that. If you are married, it's really important also that your husband's vision and your vision align, that they're in balance, because if they're not, guess what? You're going to have some issues that come along uh, the journey of your vision because it's not in alignment. So that's very, very key. And I'm bringing those things up simply because these are some things that my husband and I have been discussing, we have been talking about, 
And uh, certainly, certainly, there's some things that he wants that I don't want and vice versa. Um, You know, he might be ready uh, in a few years to downsize, right, because we're empty nesters. We don't have any children uh, in the home. Our our kids are definitely long-grown adults. Uh, but he wants to move into a smaller home, and me, my eyes are all like in a candy or looking at home magazines thinking maybe we can get that one more big house, you know. Uh, but as he reminds me, you're not thinking about having to clean up, walk up and down stairs. You're not, have to rem- you're not thinking about all those things that uh, uh, responsibilities that come with a bigger house. And so he's right. He's absolutely right. But I thought I would just share that with all of you simply because Preparation and planning is very key. And, you know, sometimes if you're in your 30s, you're not planning enough. And one of the biggest things that I think in in the 20 zone and the 30 zones that happen is that you hear a lot of people telling you that you need to save up money and towards the future, towards retirement, because it takes time to build up a nest egg that you will be able to supplement your Social Security with or live off of, a lot of times people in their 20s and 30s are like, yeah, right, that's far away. Well, for those of you that fall in those age categories, let me just tell you that your 40s, your 50s, and one day you find your children are graduated from high school, or, you know, it's been a decade or two, and here you are older. And you have to have a way to take care of yourself. And so as you are planning your business, as you are looking at the kinds of monies you want to bring into your business, I want to encourage you to also make sure that you're setting aside a percentage of your funds into some type of retirement account, okay? Make sure you go and you talk with your financial advisor um, or you talk with your accountant. And if you don't have one, start looking for one to be a part of your power team so you know how to appropriately handle your money. So very, very important. I want to make sure that you guys are all being mindful of that. Here we are in springtime, and our topic all this month has been spring into sales, and it's been um, a wonderful uh, talk. A lot of people have been connecting with me uh, via email. I've had a few people who have been chatting with me via Messenger on Facebook as well and just sharing with me and asking some questions about sales and what have you. Um, I had a couple of people to also ask uh, what the seven stages of the sales cycle is, because I shared that. So I'll be going back over that. I'll repeat it and go back over that seven stages of the sales cycle uh, for you uh, so that for those of you who like to take notes and refer back to your notes, that you will actually have that as well. Um, this past weekend, I also attended another boot camp. Yeah, you know, I just don't talk about uh, the importance of coaching. I just don't talk about the importance of um, really, you know, developing yourself and then not do it myself as well. Uh, I have coaches that are in different genres. You know, I have a coach that specializes in 
uh, being a coach, you know, how to grow your, your practice as a coach. I have a coach that is in finances that's talking about how to align yourself with better finances. So I use coaches that specialize in different things to help me better understand what I need to be doing to be a better owner, a more responsible owner for my business. And so with that said, I want you guys to know that I really specialize in daily workflow and strategizing how things should roll out in your business so that you can have better clarity Um, because you can't implement anything that you can't plan for, right? Things that if you don't have a strategy, like here's my objective, this is my goal, this is what I'm trying to do, here's the marketing process that I'm using, here, here are the tools that help me to use that marketing process. And this is really my system of how I generate leads. If you don't have those systems working already in your daily workflow, then I know for sure you're not having consistent sales. You're not getting and generating income on a consistent level. And that's exactly what I specialize in what I do. Um, I want to congratulate all those people who have had power talks with me. Many of you are well on your way uh, and have instructions for creating a really good marketing or sales plan. Uh, And for those of you who have yet to schedule a power talk with me at Women About Biz, I want to challenge you to go ahead and do that today, right? Um, Because what a power talk is going to do for you is that it is going to help shorten your learning curve and really give you some aha moments about some things that you can do to grow your business from a marketing and sales perspective. And if you are writing your marketing plan as uh, through my encouragement and you have some questions, then you can use your free power talk. So as many of you know, every single year, every new year, you get to have one free power talk with me. That's a coaching session where I am able to help you work out any challenge you may have, discuss some uh, business concepts or ideas or brainstorm with you. And it's a full 45-minute session. So I encourage you that if you have not taken advantage of that this year yet, I encourage you to go ahead and schedule your power talk with me because you're going to get nothing but meat, right? No fluff. You're going to get the real deal. To schedule your power talk, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net. That's womenaboutbiz, B-I-Z as in zebra.net. And then right there on the homepage, right, you scroll down just a little bit, right there on the homepage, it says free coaching session just for you, free coaching session just for you. So again, want to remind all of you, don't procrastinate, don't put off what you can do today, schedule your power talk. Also, want to remind you guys, a lot of people had asked me where is the article located that I referenced about closing the sale and learning how to do your sales closure ratio and figure that all out. Um, Well, that article is located right there in the blog. So if you go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on blog, you will see that I put it as the first article, closing the sale, what's your ratio? I've had a lot of comments on that. I've had a lot of people to tell me um, how much they appreciated me explaining the the sales ratio and really what it meant. Um, Because 
increasing your sales closure ratio is very, very key to you being able to see more money. And so, again, you know, the beautiful thing about making money is that the secret formula to money is really the right information, right? The right information shared to the right person is always going to equal money. They're going to pay you in exchange for your knowledge or for your ability to create a product that they actually want, okay? And so I want you guys to remember that. Um, Before we get too deep into the show and our topic about spring into sales, I want to go ahead and I want to read to you guys and just talk a little bit about the five questions of business leadership. Now, you know, I've been talking about these five questions of business leadership since January. Um, That's about four months now, and I will continue to talk about them in different aspects every single Monday throughout the rest of this year. But sometimes I ask myself, I wonder how many people are are not just listening to these questions, but I wonder how many of the listeners are actually asking themselves those questions and coming up with the answers, and their answers are leading them to have to work at something, either plan something, or or take action um, because of their aha moment. And, And that's really what these questions were designed to do. They're designed to help you to become a better leader in your business. They're designed to help you to hone in on on what is needed for your business, right? And so let's go ahead now with the five questions of business leadership. Number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness, right? Um, What beliefs and habits do I need to support my vision and my goals, right? You know, beliefs are everything. Beliefs will help take you to the next level of your business, but you must have the right kind of beliefs. And if you have beliefs that are driving you in the wrong direction, not getting you any results, then it's time that you sit back down at the drawing board and that you actually really focus on asking yourself, what is it that I believe about success? Do I really believe that I can create a six-figure income or multiple six-figure income or even higher? Um, Do I believe that I have the ability to lead my company and grow it and scale it to the next level? Um, What about your morning personal development? You know, as you prepare your mind for greatness, is there something, some skill that you need to hone, that you need to strengthen, right? And then are you actually creating affirmations that are customized and personal to you? That's very, very key. Here, let's move on to number two. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? So we talked about beliefs in the first question, but now we're asking if they're actually in alignment. So this is something that you have to go back and take a look at. One of the things that I would say that you should do is just sit down on a clean slate on a blank sheet of paper and just write out what is it that you really are trying to experience financially, What are you trying to experience in your personal life with family and and your children and your relationships? Uh, What are you trying to experience there? What are you trying to experience health-wise, okay? Because when you write all of those things down, it makes it real. And then ask yourself, what beliefs do I need to make all of this happen? 
Okay. Now, the one thing that I know for sure about the power of beliefs is that when your beliefs are actually supporting your business and supporting what it is that you want to do in the right way, you're going to see results. You're going to take action. Um, procrastination has re- will really decrease, and you will see things moving so that as they are moving, anything that's not working that you've put into action, you can tweak it until it does work for you. But oftentimes what I find out a lot is that when people tell me that they're not seeing results in their business, their things are not happening the way they want it to happen, oftentimes I really do have to go back and, and work with them and find out if they are actually taking action. Because it's one thing to say that things aren't working, but when you aren't taking action, when you're not being consistent with what you want, then that's the key right there. That's where the problem exists. And that is what you need to clear up. And that's so very, very key. Moving on to number three in the five questions of business leadership, what do I have to accomplish by this Friday? I talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the show, and I talked about the fact that you have to really create a system where you check your calendar every Sunday and that you ensure the activities that are listed on your calendar are actual activities that are supporting the goals that you want to have accomplished by Friday. Now, if you haven't figured this out already, this whole thing about being successful in business and seeing results and getting what you want is really about your ability to drill down. It's about your ability to just stop being on the surface of life and business, but it's about your ability to drill down and see what really is needed and your ability and willingness to work hard at that, right? So three of the things that are very key that every business should always be looking at is marketing. Do I have a marketing system in place? Is it consistent? You know, um, generating new leads. Am I attracting people uh, with the marketing system that I have? Because if I have, it's going to generate new leads for me. And then am I closing the sales? Do I have a sales system in place so that when I really talk with an individual, I have a system in place that is actually going to help them? Then here's number four. And and I really, this, this has to be out of all of the questions. This has to be my favorite of these five questions this year. How can I be an asset to my business? Now, I don't know about you ladies, but I really, really have started to ask myself this question even more, right? How can I, how can I be an asset to my business? You see, unless you're willing to go there and ask yourself that question, you'll keep on thinking that you're just a business owner without really having any accountability to your business. But see, you have to be accountable. You have to hold yourself responsible for the success of your business. So how can you, ask yourself that question, how can you pass that? Well, are you being an ambassador for your business? Meaning every single day, are you calling a certain number of people? Are you talking to a certain number of people about your business? And better yet, not only are you talking to them, but are you pushing them into the right funnel system so that they can become clients or they can refer clients to you? 
And then are you seeking out new collaborations, right? It's like, do you know people who do similar similar things that to what you do, but they don't do the exact things and you each kind of share similar target markets? Can, is there a way to sit down and talk to one another about helping each other, right? And then am I leading my power team? And I think out of out of everything about being an asset to your business, if you're still being the long ranger, if you're still working solo, just you yourself, and and you really aren't involving other people in the process of helping you to scale and grow your company, then you're doing yourself a disservice and you're not being the best leader that you can be, right? Every good business leader knows that in order to grow your company, in order to generate sales, and in order to see it happen quickly, right? Because I'm, I'm not saying that there's a lot of stuff that you can't do by yourself and that you can't make a good amount of money by yourself. I know that all too well. But what I am saying is that if you want to decrease the amount of time that it's going to take you to really generate that income, then you'll want a power team of people to do it. You want people who know more than you to be able to help you to move things faster and shorten that learning curve. And I can't talk enough about the importance of developing a power team. And we cannot allow not having enough money to hold us back from doing the things that we need to do, or else we just need to fold up and save some money until we can properly run the business. So money can't be an excuse as to why something isn't happening. We have to learn to create workarounds, right? We have to get very creative, and we have to learn as owners to step outside of the box. Here's the last question in the five questions of business leadership. Am I investing in myself and my business? Again, am I investing in myself and in my business. Well, there are three things I really want you guys to pay attention to. Health and wellness. I want you to pay attention to your health. I want you to ask yourself, you know, am I at my optimal health? What things can I be doing to better my health so that it does not get in the way of being able to enjoy the monies that I am going to be making in the future, right? Um Am I drinking enough water to hydrate my body? Because our bodies are made up of water, right? So am I putting enough water and nourishment in my body that that's going to help my cells to regenerate and to um, to help fight off disease and other ailments that, that might be coming my way? And so that's very important. And so I want you guys, I really want you to start paying attention to that and then Am I doing some form of exercise, right? Am I walking? Am I, uh, am I doing at least 10 minutes of exercise two to three times a day throughout the day? These are things that you have to hold priority and that you should be focusing on. What about your personal development and your coaching, right? Do you have someone that's holding your hand and motivating you, encouraging you, and showing you the way to, to, to accomplish your goals and get it done faster, helping you to shorten that learning curve? Do you have such a person? And then the last but not least is your marketing and advertising budget, right? It's like, do you have one? Do you have a budget that you have set aside for your marketing? 
These are things that you need to be thinking about as you ask yourself that question, am I investing in myself? So there you have it. You have, you know, the five uh, things you need to be, the five questions you need to be asking yourself to build your business. You want to go, didn't she say that last week? Didn't she do that last week? The funny thing about it is as you're thinking that question, that, that question to yourself, didn't Trina repeat these last week? I want you to be asking yourself the question, okay, if she repeated it last week, are, am I doing any of these things, right? You know, and, um, you know, so often, and I just have to tell you, you know, because I'm going to keep it real with you. There's so many of us as women who are so cocky right? We are so cocky. We will listen to really great information, but oftentimes we're so cocky that we don't even want to implement or put it to use. We're listening at the information, but we're not putting it to any type of use. And then we'll come right back and listen to it again that following week and go, well, she mentioned that already. I don't need to hear that. And yet none of the things that were mentioned have ever really been implemented. See, this is what holds us back from generating multiple six-figure and seven-figure incomes is we think we know everything and our own stinking thinking is causing us to stay in a place of complacency and causing us to stagnate and not have the results that we want. We cannot fake it till we make it. We must become women of authenticity. We must become real women. We must become women who are always seeking the truth, even when it comes to our own selves. And we must be willing, okay? We must be willing to constantly search ourselves and ask ourselves questions that are going to help us to be a true asset to our business, a true business leader, a CEO who is the right kind of CEO for our business, okay? If your business is not generating the money that you know it it should, right? If it's only helping to put a few dollars in your pocket, but you're not having enough money to market, all of these things are very, very important and vital for the success and thriving of your business. These things are are very important. So I want to challenge all of you that if you have not, really ask yourself the five questions of business leadership and really delve into them, I want to challenge that you put that on your calendar, that you give yourself at least 30 minutes to one hour every day to ask these questions of yourself every day and to truthfully answer them because they indeed, if you answer them, you're going to have different answers each time and you're going to have different aha moments. And I can't begin to tell you the number of testimonials and women who have written into us at Women About Biz saying, hey, I've been asking myself the those five questions and what I'm learning is how to be a better CEO because of them. So again, I want to challenge you guys to do that. It is 1231 after the hour. And for those of you that have just chimed in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. And I am so excited to be here to just share with you things that I think are going to help you to thrive and succeed in your business. You know, I had shared with you guys some different things that I had learned in the 10X boot camp um, with Grant Cardone. And I have been investing in myself 
and um, investing in the business and taking a lot of different boot camps and master classes, uh, prices that range anywhere from 97 to thousands of dollars. But I feel like I want to do it simply because I want to make sure that I'm in the know, not only for myself, but I want to make sure that I'm in the know and hear people who have literally um, put these types of principles and, and, and mastermind te- techniques into uh, action. And because of them, they are seeing um, themselves not only create incredible income, right, but these principles are time-tested and they will work regardless of what type of business you have. And so I have attended some wonderful uh, boot camps so far this year. Grant Cardone's, I would have to say, was right there at the top. Uh, of the boot camp, but another person that I admire greatly and who I decided would be one of, become one of my coaches is Marquel Russell. Okay, Marquel Russell. A lot of street sense. Uh, he, he tells it like it is. He is very transparent, and that's my kind of coach because that's the way I am with my clients. And so this past weekend on Saturday, I attended Marquel's client attraction boot camp. And um, boy, I learned a lot uh, from that particular boot camp. I really, really enjoyed it. And I want to just kind of share some things with you that I that I actually learned from it. I'm pulling up my notes because I'm an avid note taker. Uh, and you know, so funny, people would probably look at my notes and say, dang, did she steal our whole note system? Um, because I, I, I take notes that way. I take really, really good notes. And so uh, I just want to kind of share with you again, I attended the Client Attraction Boot Camp this past Saturday, really, really enjoyed it. And I would have to say that it was just as good as Grant Cardone's, if not better, actually. Um, and I want to talk to you about that. So I want to just share with you some some quotes of some things. Uh, that I that I learned. Okay, first of all, he talked about multiple streams of income because this question comes up to a lot of people who um, who tend to have multiple businesses, right? They have a whole lot of different businesses going on, but they're really not seeing good results. And this is what he says. He said multiple streams of income is a tool of the rich, not a tool to the rich. And I want to say that again because it just blew me away. I I I I really believe in what it says. He says multiple streams of income is a tool of the rich, not a tool to the rich. And and this is what this means. He said that it's too many people focusing on so many things they can't focus on one thing, and that's really one of the largest reasons why they're not making enough money. And I know what he's talking about because I've had a lot of business women to come to me and say, hey, uh, I have five business ideas, and I want to start all of these ideas. And it's like, no, you're going to have to focus on only one. And many of you who know me talk about, I talk about that fact. You need to focus on one area of business, Right. Now, well, having one, focusing on one area of business is different than providing services to your clients of whom you're focusing on that one area too. 
But you need to focus on one area of business and get that business successful. It's nothing wrong with having multiple streams of income, right? But when you're not seeing money in one area and then you jump and go to another area and you're trying to make that area successful as well, unfortunately, it just doesn't work. And then when you add to that formula a lot of business women who are still trying to do it all on their own, it just ain't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And so multiple streams of income is a tool of the rich. This means that after they have made the money, right, after they have made the money, now they can take that money and, and then develop multiple streams of income with it. So it's not a tool to the rich to get rich, right? It's a tool that the rich use after they have developed their wealth so that they can divide and multiply um, their money, right? And so I want you to think about that. Think on those things. So there's nothing wrong with having more, more than one business, but it is something wrong when the one business you have is not able to fund the businesses that the additional businesses that are business ideas that you want to bring on board. There is something wrong with that. So what do you do until that time? What I encourage you to do is I encourage you to get a journal, a business journal. Just keep it by your bedside or just keep it with you and your purse at all times. But a business journal so that when you get aha moments about business ideas and the light bulb really goes off and go, oh, my gosh, that would be such a good business idea. Go ahead and just write it down so that you'll have a book of ideas so you won't have to start from scratch with trying to figure out when you have additional money to invest somewhere of where you want to invest your money in. You'll have a whole book of ideas that you can pull from and start investigating, doing your discovery uh, on to determine whether whether it is worthy to be invested in, right? And so you will be able to do that. But until then, Keep, you know, brain dump so it doesn't overwhelm you. Brain dump into a journal uh, that you keep all of your business ideas and concepts in, but stay focused on the one business. And that is so very, very key, okay? And to keep it transparent, it was a lesson that I really need to go back and I had to tell myself because I am a very, uh, I can brainstorm and come up with good business concepts all day long. It's one of my incredible talents that God has given me, right? And so, you know, when I get in that mode of I start creating and and having my aha moments and all of that, it just makes me want to put everything in place. But then I draw myself back and I just write it down in my journal and I brain dump so that it it gives me rest that, hey, I've, I've got it out of my head. I've written down what the business concept or idea is, and that's exactly what I do. And so, again, a lot of the times, a lot of my business ideas have gotten in the way of women about biz. And as a result, that's why sometimes I feel why, why women about biz has not made as much money or has not reached its full potential like it should have, even though we've been around for more than 20 years. And so, again, it's about really having that aha, not just having that aha moment, but it's about really when you see something that needs to be improved upon and when you need to draw back and do some things that are better for your business, then you need to just take action on it. And this is one of those things is just be careful about hearing about multiple streams of income and then trying to come up with all these business ideas when you don't have the first business idea down packed and making the money you want to see, okay? So just wanted to bring that up, and that was uh, very profound 
uh, of what, what he said, okay? And then he says, don't forget the rule of one. Pick one target audience, one godfather, that's you or godmother, one marketing funnel, one email per day, one traffic source, one conversion method for one year. And see if you don't see a difference in, in, focus, in, in how focusing can help you to have more success, okay? So to keep yourself clear, I want to use Marquel's uh, exercise and challenge you all to do this, okay? His exercise is just a simple sentence for you to fill in the blank. I help blank do blank so they can blank. Okay, I'll repeat it again. And this is just a simple exercise to know whether or not you really have clarity on what it is that you do. I help blank do blank so they can blank. So here's mine that I'm going to share with you guys that I created during the exercise. I help business women develop a clear daily workflow system. Okay, now that's what I do. That one simple thing, uh, create a clear daily workflow so they can create a power team, properly delegate, and become an asset to their business, generating the income and results they want. That was the, that's the goal. I want to help business women create that daily workflow system, and that's going to teach them to create a power team. It's going to help them to learn how to properly delegate, and they're going to become an asset to their business. That's basically what I want, and, and, and that's what I want them to experience, feel proud of themselves that they are a true leader, right? And when you feel that, you can generate a better income and make that money that you want. So that's what I did. When I first started out in this exercise, I swear to you guys, I had like uh, three paragraphs going on. And I, I realized, wait a minute, I know that I'm clear on what I want to do, but why am I listing out all of this stuff? So I had to back it up and do just a two-part sentence. You know, I help business women develop a clear daily workflow. And so this exercise is very simple. Okay, and I'll repeat it again. I help blank do blank so they can blank. Now, that so they can blank is about the benefits that they're going to receive as a result of you helping your target audience do whatever it is you're going to offer. As a result, they can do what? So I want you guys to fill in the blanks there. And if you too find yourself unclear on being able to answer or to fill in the blanks properly on this exercise, then all it's telling you is that you really need to, to sit down and give it some time and go back and get better clarity on what it is that you do. How do you service people or what do you offer to people, right? So again, do this exercise. I help blank do blank. So they can blank. And that blank is just a line there so that you get to fill it in. I help blank do blank so they can blank. Okay. So that was one of the things that um, I really, really got a lot out of as we did exercises in the boot camp. And we came up with our clear clarity statement of what it is that we do. Another thing that he talked about was about funnelizing, funnelizing, deriving from the word funnel. Funnelizing the process, okay? Um, 
And one of the things that Marquel talked about, and, and I, I understood what he was saying, okay? He was saying that he's not a huge fun of, uh, he's not a huge fan of the funnel system <clears throat> because sometimes it causes people to misuse the system. And oftentimes the funnel system causes people not to really implement the funnel and use it properly. And he thinks that there should be a better system in place, not just funnelizing the system. Um, I'm, I'm, okay, let me repeat. Instead of just having a funnel, he says you need to learn how to funnelize, okay? And funnelize means you need to learn how to make people aware, how to become interested, but then you've got to learn how to engage people and then also how to convert them. Clearly, you've got to know how to do that. And now he said the same thing that Grant Cardone said, which is, and I think it's very, very important. You got to be emailing and communicating with your list every single day, three times a week or two times a week or one time a week. Even that is not enough. And a lot of people are concerned about, well, isn't that spamming? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, you can spam people all day long if all you're doing is asking them to spend money with you. But if you are getting creative and you're trying to add value to people's lives and you're you're providing valuable content to the right group of people or the right person for per se, then it's not spamming because you're adding value and and they are not feeling like you're spamming them because you're always giving them something. You're always adding value to who they are. So that's very, very key. Okay. So the the process, the only thing that's really changed with marketing um, from old to marketing now in this 21st century really is automation. And not enough of business women really know how to properly automate their business. Because if we did, we wouldn't be experiencing the frustrations that we are experiencing right now. And a lot of the frustration with automating has a lot to do with, in my mind, it has a lot to do with unwillingness to really learn and understand the automation process, the system of automating altogether. You just want to get there and do it. And if you've got the money to pay for a team to automate you, to properly do the whole nine yards, hey, that's great. But to pay a team and not to understand the process is still not a good thing for you as a leader right? It's not that you have to do it, but you definitely need to understand how to make it better work. That's key. And I want you guys to make sure that you take note on that. So to funnelize means not just to create a funnel, right? But it means to actually implement it, put action into it, and to consistently do it to the point of where you see results. And so I want you to understand that and be very, very um, clear on that, okay? So just wanted to share those words of wisdom, share that information with you that I learned at Markel Russell's um, Client Attraction Bootcamp. Learned a lot, took pages of notes, 
very, very excited. And I'll be starting his coaching program, uh, I believe, coming up later this week. I'll be starting his coaching program and uh, very, very excited to learn a lot of the new things that are going on. I want to go on to a lot of you. Uh, I, I would say I'm actually looking at my email now, and I saw where about five or six people had said, hey, can you go back over the seven stages of the sales cycle? So I just wanted to repeat that information for you, okay? So all this month, we've been talking about spring into sales and what you needed. I started off very beginning talking about the setting your foundation with knowing your target market. That's really the mo- one of the most important pieces of information you need to know for your sales process, because if you're not marketing to the right people and attracting them, then it's going to be difficult for you to close the sale on any of them, okay? And that, that's very, very key. And, and that kind of ties back into really focusing on one thing that you do in your business well so that you can properly market, right? Very, very key. So starting with the seven stages of the sales cycle, number one, is uh, prospecting, right? Number one is really, really understanding and knowing how to market to to generate the the kind of leads that you actually need in order to close that sale. So prospecting is the first thing, is looking, looking for the right kind of contacts and connections. And you guys all know that in order for you to have the right kind of prospect, you really need to develop a character profile to, to learn about who your target audience is. And of course, you can listen at Um, the previous broadcast for this month because I talked about that in depth. Okay, number two is then once you you have generated that lead and and really identified that person, then you've got to make contact with them, right? You're like, okay, this person might be an actual prospect. They may be somebody that... um, that needs my service and what I have. So I need to connect with that individual. So you've got to connect with them in some way, whether that's a phone call, whether that is uh, sending out uh, structured e-newsletters or or an email sequence to them. You've got to figure that out, what's going to be the best way for you to make contact with the people who who might be interested in what you have. And then number three is once you've made contact with them, the whole purpose for contacting and connecting is to qualify your prospects, right? Qualify them. And how you qualify them is by asking them certain questions. And this is why I believe from the very beginning in the automated process that you really should have an intake form of some kind that a person is going to answer some questions for you um, so that you can better qualify them. And then number four is nurture your prospect. Nurturing your prospect is very, very key because once you identify them and you have indeed agreed that these people are true prospects, these people are interested in what I have, then you need to be able to nurture them through uh, a sequence, an email sequence, through calling them or a combination through videos uh, to, uh, you know, to authenticate who you are, to build more credibility. You need to be able to come up with that plan. And then you need to be able to present your offer in writing in some way. 
right? And that's number five. You've got to present your offer. Number six, you you should really be able to overcome all of the objections of your target profile, your target customer or client, you should already know what it is that they may have some objections about or questions, common questions that they may ask. You should already know what that is, and you should have that addressed right in the presentation to them, okay? So that was number six, overcoming objections. And then, of course, number seven is closing the sale asking for the business and actually closing the sale. And that's very, very key, okay? And so um, I want you to think about that. You know, again, prospecting, number one. Number two, make contact. Number three, qualify your prospect. Number four, nurture your prospect. Number five, present your offer. Number six, overcome objections. Number seven, close the sale. Those are all very, very important. These are things that you should be doing, things that you need to know about, okay? And that is the pro- that's pretty much the process of the sales stage, right? But it all has something to do with automation and how you are making it happen. Um, so you've got to ask yourself these questions in, uh, in reference to sales, okay? Number one, do I have a marketing system that is currently generating leads for me? Okay, you've got to ask yourself that question. Again, do I have a marketing system that is currently generating leads for me? Okay, in other words, not just generating one or two people who are interested in you a year or a month, but are you seeing a stream of interested people in what you have Every single day or throughout the week, are you seeing that? Here's number two, okay? Do you have a consistent marketing system that is that is complete with an opt-in, with a lead page that has an opt-in form, right? And then after they opt in, do you have an email sequence all set up in the automated marketing platform that is going out to that person who filled in that opt-in? Within your email sequence, are you asking the right questions by calling a person to take action on something that you're offering? Are you adding value in your email sequence? Okay. And in addition to all of that, Once you have that email sequence going out and they are taking action and perhaps signing up for, whether it's a discovery call or signing up for a consultation or want to know more about your product, do you have a sales process in place to close the sale? Do you have that, right? So a person's going to land on your landing page, right, either through a link that they got off of social media or advertisement that you put on Facebook. They click on the link. It takes them to the opt-in page, and they go, oh, yeah, I want this. They either see a video, they see um, the product, or they see the offer or what have you, and they go, oh, yeah, I really would like to have this. And so they opt in with their name, phone number, and email. Okay, from that point, what is what is your process? 
is there supposed to be an email sequence or are you supposed to, uh, there's supposed to be an email sequence, but you're also supposed to personally call them and introduce yourself. What's your process, okay? And then after you've introduced yourself or after the email sequence um, and the person says, yes, I want that or I'm interested in that, uh, what's your process for your industry? Are you supposed to call them and then schedule a presentation with them? What are you supposed to do? Right, so these are things that you need to know that are supposed to happen in the sales process. Now, I had somebody to send me an email and ask me the question, all I want people to do is to buy my book. That's all I want is for them to buy my book. Okay, now, let me just back up for a minute. For any of you who have written books, let me just share this with you. Books are written to provide, to become what, a resource, right? They provide some type of information and to be a resource, um, or they um, are supposed to help, you know, bring, make people more aware of a particular subject, right? Uh, and we're talking about nonfiction books. But what you need to know and understand is that Books, books also have to have a process, right? They have to have a marketing process for people to be attracted to the book, and then they have to have a link for people to purchase the book. But what I want you to understand is that for the most part, books don't make you rich. It's the service that you provide and that you are, and the, and the uh, expertise that you have that you might be mentioning in the book that is really the business, right? So there is no such thing as being in the business of writing books um, because people want more than just the book. Once they read your book, they're going to want to know, do you offer consulting? You mentioned the product in the book. They're going to want to know, how do I get the product? So you really need to get an aha moment right now for those of you who are thinking, well, my business is that I'm going to just write books. Okay, stop. Books are supplemental to one's business, but not really the main business, okay? And I've not heard of anybody that get rich just from writing the book. I've heard of people making good money from writing books, but it's usually the expertise or the content or something that they are uh, a workshop or a conference or something that they have done as a result of the topic of the book, right? So, that's important for you to actually know and understand. Very, very key. So I want you guys to really be clear, okay? I want you to really be clear and understand and know that it's not only important to apply the sales, the, the actual cycle of the sales funnel, right? It's important for you to have really the marketing foundation all laid out because it can, sales can't happen until you really have the right marketing system. And if you're talking about springing into sales and really generating some leads and, and qualifying people and, and, and things going on, then that is what's more important, okay? And I want you guys to know and understand that, okay? I also want you to, in addition to knowing that, I also want you to take a look at your sales closure ratio. I want you guys to go back and read that article because the sales closure ratio is very important because if you have, if you feel that you have everything in place, you have a good marketing system, 
is doing its job by attracting people. People are opting in on your opt-in page. Uh, you have all of that going on. Um, but your weak spot is that after you talk to people, they, they don't, you don't close the sale with them. Then the issue is not with marketing. Uh, it's not even with your sales process. It's specifically with your ability to close the sale. So that means that it has a lot to do with what you say, the questions you ask, and being able to turn those questions, those answers to those questions back around to your prospect and be able to address their objections and then ask for the business by sh- by sharing with them this is how um, we're able to help you with this particular thing. This is very, very important. I also want to remind you that when you're talking about closing the sale as well, you also want to make sure that you don't forget third-party validations, okay? Now, this can be used whether you're in a direct sales company, whether you're in a traditional business, a service business, um, or product business. Third-party validations are very, very key. And what that means is that you're using a source outside of yourself and your and your sales process. You're using a third item, which is the sales uh, validation. You're using that to help you close the sale. So in direct sales, the third-party validation may be getting on a three-way call with your upline, somebody who has achieved the level of success that you are telling your prospect that you can help them to do. So that that might be a third-party validation, right? If you're in a service business, a third-party validation is hands down making sure that you have testimonials. A written testimonial is fine. An audio testimonial goes further. A video testimonial hits it dead on the head, okay? So that's very important if you're in a service business to have those kinds of testimonials available to send out and share with people. If you are a product company, hands down, again, a product testimonial of people talking about how the product has actually helped them or how they actually love it. Even if you're selling a fragrance of some kind, a perfume, it doesn't matter. You still need people who say, I love myself some whatever the product is and that they absolutely love it. And getting your customers to take a snapshot on their phone with them holding the product and and having those snapshots all in a collage on your website is, is, is something that will help to really get another person to purchase the product. Is, oh my gosh, look at all these people. The product must be a really good product. So again, third-party validation is very, very key, and I want you guys to understand that. So there it is, guys. We talked about sales again today and ways that you can become better at it. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show. Don't forget about my challenge to you. What was the challenge? The challenge was to clarify and drill down to look at um, what is your your benefit statement. <clears throat> what is it that you do? Because you only need to have one thing, and it was to go through an exercise where you where you uh, made this sentence: "I help blank do blank so they can blank." Okay. Remember, you know, keep it short and concise. But basically, I help 
who is your target audience, okay? Do what? What is the service that you um that you can help them with? And then so they can, what, what will they experience as a result of you helping this particular target audience with a specific type of service or product, right? And so, again, I help blank do blank so they can do blank. Okay, now that's up to you to fill that in, but I want to challenge all of you with that, right? I want to challenge all of you with that, and I would love for you guys to be able to read that um, and share that with us on our show on next Monday, Um, and so please make sure you go ahead and do this exercise, okay? I help blank do blank so they can blank, okay? Very, very important. Well, that's all I have for today. I pray for you to have a productive and a positive week doing the things that are necessary to generate more leads and close the sale in your business. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.